testing the levels on the blue snowball we're back to our original microphone Oof. yeah yeah that's catchy yeah i think we're uh, we're about to make a lot of money Animus. So, okay, what? Okay, so I know I did this at episode five, but we're on episode seven now. Oof. This is like I never get to the seventh iteration of anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is uncharted territory. The uncharted territory for me. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna make a joke about you you fucking that sentence, but I think you accumulated yourself. Thank you. Accumulating. Thank you. It's been a, a long time since. Uh, you know what? I'm leaving that joke. I'm just parking it. That's <laughs> yep. Throw the keys. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I'm gonna get a call from the local council. Like, hey, what are you doing leaving this joke unattended for so long? Oh, because... <laughs> hey, bro. Welcome back. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, mate. Feeling inspired? Yes. Feeling inspired to inspire? Yes. I feel like the transition from my parking joke into inspiring stuff was just a little bit too quick, though. In fact, gave me whiplash, John. Uh, yeah? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. What are we talking about this week, buddy? <laughs> so, your boy watched a film. Finally, it's taken me like, I don't know how as a musician it's taken me four years to watch Whiplash. In fact, more than four years, actually. I think it's been out for a while. Um, and it's awesome. It was so good. Um, broad premise? Broad premise. Uh, it's about a jazz drummer at a prestigious music school in New York um, who happens upon a very, very, very passionate teacher. J. Um, Jonah Jameson. Yes, yeah, who also is a news editor. Um, and, and really <laughs> wants to get that damn menace. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it uh, stars J.K. Simmons, um, the legend, and it's about a yeah about a, a, a drummer at a, at a school um, who joins a, a kind of jazz band uh, run by uh, an insanely aggressive... Uh, but passionate, fairly uh, muscular as well, fairly jacked um, band leader, um, and it's kind of it's basically his story of, um, of just trying to be enough for this kind of one guy, um, and that follows last week where we kind of talked about not really worrying about anyone else, kind of doing it for you, um, yeah. and there were lots of lots. It was a critically acclaimed film, and rightly so because like Snow Pizza, get fucked, um, and. I expected more of a laugh from that. That just felt like an insult. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, thanks. Fuck you. Thanks, guys. Okay. Yeah, you can go now. Um, <laughs> Don't care about what anyone else thinks. Don't care about what anyone else thinks. <laughs> Do it for you. So yeah, so it was it was well received and well loved, but um, by kind of people in the in the elite music community and the kind of jazz community, I think a lot of people were like, it's not that aggressive. Like the mus the musicianship's quite 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 high, but. Uh, don't think anyone gets slapped as much. Um, I, won't, I won't give any spoilers, but um, it it was very very good, and uh, I kind of wanted to follow follow on last week's episode about about doing the thing, mm -hmm. as we say. Um, 
and yeah just not not worrying about other people's feedback and obviously the in whiplash the 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 teachers aggressive and and slightly ridiculous uh kind of teaching technique um he kind of says is to encourage people from or discourage people from from giving up and kind of stopping them from from settling for kind of mediocrity yeah um and there, there was a line in it um saying like the the two worst words in the american language or the english language are a good job yeah good job buddy or something like that um just say basically don't don't kind of settle um and I, th- I think it's been a while since I've seen the film but I think a part of it wasn't just about motivating people but it was also separating the wheat from the chaff it was like making yeah. sure that the only people that were there and using his time were the people who deserved his time because they were the people who were going to commit that was yeah yeah. I guess it's been a while since I've seen it so I may, might have just made that up but I think that was it <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah I think it just uh, yeah I think it's um, oh, I've totally just derail- derailed myself Trying to think of the next bit in my head and trying to talk about the bit now. That's cool. Oh wait, this is this is fine. Silence. Yeah. No, just yeah. So the film is about a very very talented drummer who will never be enough for this kind of one person, this one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what he does, no matter what he puts himself through, you know, calloused hands, bleeding fingers, uh, a car wreck at one point. No spoilers. Um, big spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's never enough and. Uh, that kind of I guess that's almost the opposite of what we sort of talk about here which is don't don't let other people kind of get in your way like it's good to be driven and it's good to be challenged and it's definitely good to never settle but you should never set your kind of bar for success against someone else's kind of metrics because why would you like your idea of perfection and someone else's idea of perfection are vastly different no matter how similar they may be Um, and the way you perceive your own art and other people's art again will never be the same you could you and another person so your best friend could love a band or a song the most out of anyone in the world you two people love song x more than anyone else but you're both going to love it in different ways you're going to love it for different reasons you're going to love it you're going to hear certain things in a different way yeah um oh, that was a, that was a very soft yeah, agreement th- yeah no I was, yeah. Just, I was just thinking like yeah that's real yeah yeah, yeah i'm with you um yeah so uh, kind of even if you are being yelled at by a, by a handsome older man with with nice arms it's all good don't worry about it uh, like i'm gonna segue a bit because it's making me think of something something in the real world um have you been slapped by J.K. Simmons? <laughs> like, close to. I had a nice gentleman try and break my hands a few times. <laughs> um, the way in which you're taught and, the, and going and trying to get sort of uh, praise from your teacher, etc. Like, one of my biggest regrets in life was giving up, com- completely giving up on the guitar. Um, cause, because I was demotivated, because it was the case I had a teacher who his teaching style didn't fit with what a soft boy I am <laughs> it was the case that he was it was very aggressive and he, ex- he expected certain things and for some people that really helped motivate him I wouldn't say he was throwing stools and chairs and slapping his, his students around but he was definitely his way of teaching wasn't very cohesive with my way of learning and I just gave up I didn't think oh, okay there's other ways to learn I didn't think oh, okay I have to rise to this challenge I was just I was just demotivated and it's really and it's long term it's sort of it's had quite a negative effect on the fact that I want to make music and I can barely hold a chord and I'm trying to learn now 
Um, and you know it's it's harder to learn when you're older, but that should never be something that stops you forever. So I'm trying to pick up the instrument again. I'm trying to I'm trying to learn what to do. But I wish that I had done it ten years ago. I wish that I'd stuck at it at the time when it was difficult, and I didn't. Um, so all all I really want to say is that although we'll say yes, do the thing, definitely do the thing. Like nobody's perfect. I I have regrets based on the fact that I gave up and I gave up because it was hard. Um, and stuff is hard. Stuff anything worth doing is going to be hard. Um, sure, there's a joke in there, but I'm doing a serious point right now. Not so today. I'm, yeah, so I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, like you are going to come across difficult teachers. There are going to be times where you will be demotivated. Just push through. And if it is the case that you you truly don't match with the person who you look up to and don't match with the person who's trying to teach you or not trying to teach you, if, if you, effectively if you're not getting anything from your your sensei, find another one. Find someone who you can work with better and make it an enjoyable experience or at least an experience where you can yield results. I think that's it. Yeah. Because it has to work for you. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, me and John had the same teacher. I can't play guitar. He can play guitar. (laughs) So something obviously happened there in the way in which our personalities aligned or didn't align. Or maybe you just you just have a stronger backbone <laughs> I don't know I think I think for me like if uh, if I were to, to fail at something I mean I'm a grown up now so I don't get shouted at a lot but uh, I don't know if it was in a career situation or if I were to take on a new teacher for, for a craft of some kind um, and they were to yell at me I'd, that would be me done there's no way I would there are some people who just get fired up and I think I think maybe in like a sports sense being yelled at by your coach or your manager or whatever then you know maybe that does kind of get you fired up and, and pumped up but i think as an as an artist and a, as a creative i think if if someone's screaming at you telling you're a failure and you're never going to amount to anything well that's that's not inspiring it just sucks it's a horrible thing to do to someone i'm getting like ptsd i'm feeling like that warm rising feeling my tear ducts are like warming up <laughs> like you're gonna cry you remember that time right like again different people work with different people in, in different ways I'm, i hope that sentence makes sense um but for me, it was a bad fit. And what I should have done is I should have moved on to find someone who I could learn from better. And I just didn't. And I gave up. And like I say, it's it's a regret. And I I think if we're gonna if we're gonna sort of share like, hey, you should go out there and, and succeed and achieve, I think one of the things is point out the pitfalls. And for me, not working with the right person and not sticking at it were two pitfalls that I felt very, very deep in. And I'm paying for it ten years later. So it's just bit of life advice yeah that actually segues quite nicely into the next part which is um, immediately after watching Whiplash there, there'd been a YouTube video that I'd wanted to watch for a while which was Whiplash as reviewed by a jazz musician Musician, uh, which is a video by a YouTuber very very good YouTuber called Adam Neely uh, he's got like 800,000 subscribers and he does very very kind of elite level videos breaking down quite complex quite difficult uh, very kind of niche music uh, chord progressions, polyrhythms, lots of kind of very technical stuff, uh, but he does it in a very digestible way. Um, and he did this video kind of breaking down what was good about the film, what was bad about the film, what was realistic, what was unrealistic. And he called a friend of his who, I didn't quite catch what he did, I believe he was like a music professor or maybe a, maybe a similar role, like a, a band leader, and kind of said, you know, how would your musicians react if if you were to speak to them this way? Um, and he was like, they just leave. They just go on. They just join a different course, or they they do something different. There's no one 
is going to be motivated. Like maybe one in a million people are going to be motivated yeah. by by being you know shouted at and, and belittled. Um, and the kind of when he talked about how realistic the film was, he said that no one in it seemed to enjoy music. Like yeah. no one in it seemed to actually smile or groove or get into the the music they were playing because they were so focused on this kind of high level of, of musicianship and this kind of this uh, uh, fear of failure because um, they'd been set this kind of ridiculous target of, of you know being perfect by this guy. Um, Do they know superior drummer exists? <laughs> Just fix it in post, mate. What's the problem? Right? Who needs musicians anymore? Um, uh, yeah, and and I just thought that was a really, really interesting kind of point because Adam Neely himself is a very, very high-level musician yeah. with a lot of knowledge. Um, and yet, he kind of said, you know, like just most of the way through that film, nobody seemed to enjoy themselves. Everyone just seemed to be terrified of making a mistake. And that's yeah. the opposite of what you want. You want to make mistakes. You want to learn. If every time you messed up, you get screamed at and slapped and called a failure, well... Pff, like you're, that, that just doesn't help, and and not just by other people, but by yourself. A lot yeah. of people are their own worst critics and their own worst enemies. And it's you know, as a sweat, as we say, it's good not to settle. Like you never want to kind of, you never want to be like, oh no, I'm good enough. You always want to strive for for more. Yeah. But you, it, it's good to fail. It's good to make mistakes because you tick off those things that you don't do again. Yeah. So if you try something and it doesn't work, uh, you know, not not everyone is great at everything. You you try some stuff. You you maybe chase a goal that just doesn't work out well nothing happens you just just didn't do it or maybe you do do it and you get better at it like it, it's simple as that don't do something fail and then just quit because that, as you kind of said that's that's something that now you're kind of like looking back like i really wish i hadn't done that yeah um and yeah man just just do the thing i'm gonna get the trademarks yeah we should t-shirts just do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be fine. That yeah, be, yeah, I've got a legal it. background. That will be perfectly acceptable. I am um, <laughs> uh, just, just again, like a, a recommendation. There is a, I think it's like a gold cast, like compilation or something. But it's there's a there's a clip from Will Smith talking about failing forward, um, and we've kind of touched on a, a similar mindset. Just like there are lessons in, in all these things. Some would even say failure will never define you. It's just the lessons you learn that help to guide you. Someone should put that in a song. <laughs> yeah, uh, here it is first. Uh, two new singles, just letting you know on the uh, EP Animus, because we can only think of one word and <laughs> brand the fuck out of it. <laughs> no, but for real, like, again, we've said it, but just build. Just build on your failures, because that, they are you will always learn more from getting things wrong than getting it right. If you get it right, that's like, oh, okay, wonderful. And you move on to the next thing and you might not necessarily be able to recreate that success every time. Whereas if you fail, that burns it into your brain and into your bones. It just sort of says, this is what we did wrong last time. We're not falling for that again. Um, and share your experiences. Like I say, like for me, it's, it's not really embarrassing. It's not... Maybe it's a, a bit upsetting if I spend too much time thinking about it, but it is something that I I know that I can't do again. I can't just walk away from things that I care about again, regardless of the reason. Um, so it's better to learn from other people's mistakes as well, rather than having to learn for yourself. But if you do learn for yourself, you'll remember it. Just just do the stuff you want to do. And if if you're doing something because you think someone else wants you to do it, then you really need to take a good hard look and see whether or not it's something that you want to invest a chunk of your life into. 
Yeah, there's um there was a story that kind of got paraphrased in Whiplash, which is about a, a drummer by the name of drum roll, please. <laughs> I have no natural timing. This is yeah, my problem. Good. Uh, <laughs> Joe Jones and the band leader Charlie Parker. Um, and the story they tell in the film is that they were playing, and uh, this this drummer made a mistake or he lost time or something. And so Charlie Parker threw a cymbal at him and nearly hit him in the face, like nearly nearly killed the guy. Um, and dude went home. He got kicked out of kicked out of the rehearsal. Went home or kicked out of the studio. Went home, cried himself to sleep. Practiced his parts, came back the next day and nailed it, and is you know one of the most revered drummers in the world. And uh, the story's slightly, slightly embellished because I think the guy threw a symbol at the floor to make a racket, yeah. to kind of just a heads up, you fucked it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and and although throwing things at people and being <laughs> abusive is maybe not the best uh, way to inspire, it's that kind of idea that they they use the example that well what what happened if he just told him ah oh, you did alright. And then, and then that was it. Or if he'd gone home that day and quit, yeah, uh, you know, would would he be as great as he is now? And it's like, no. Well, he just he kept going. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's a slightly fictionalized version of the truth. But um, but yeah, it's it's just that idea that just just kind of do what you want and just have fun with it. And um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. There's an analogy there, I think, for for careers. I'm just sort of thinking about sort of okay if 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 the symbol hadn't been thrown etc etc then the world would have lost one of its greats etc but do you want to be the very best at something that you don't care about it's uh, from for my money it's not just about what you're naturally talented at it's it's what you love and i feel like you'll make your your best work and you'll be the most proud of the things that you love um it's like if you go down a career path because you're inherently good at it rather than because that's what you want to do um, it's, it's easy to get comfortable and I'm just just sort of nudging whoever's listening that okay you might be great at what you're doing but are you comfy or are you loving it it's just it's a question that you've got to ask yourself from time to time I, I ask myself that question the, the answer sometimes scares me a bit <laughs> um, but it's something you have to be mindful of like when all's done and dusted and you're, you're doing your life in review you've got to think whether or not you followed your path or the path that was easiest if it was the path of the least resistance or the path that somebody else has set you down just just do you you get you get a single shot don't want to get morbid here but how are you going to spend it yeah yeah well that was heavy I, I I'd say fairly. I've also I made a real mess in my metaphors because at, at the end of that segment I was like, "You get one shot." Episode four I was like, "You have infinite ammo." Oh no! <laughs> so obviously this is like you got quite a big inventory of different. You know what I mean though? Like you can have as many goes at the stuff while you're playing the game, but you can only play the game one time. Games. <laughs> I'm opening up this segue. <laughs> take it, take it, John. Take it. Let's talk about video games. You know what? That's a really good idea, mate. Mm. That's that's cool. Yeah. So what are you playing at the moment? Fuck all. Fuck all. What kind of a nerd are oh, you? I know. Like, You're uh, such a poser. 
I just I pretend to enjoy video games and pretend to wish that I had more time to play video games. Just at home and play Monopoly, don't you? Yeah, all day, every day, and read books, uh, just do long equations, and just master the art of Rubik's cubing. Um, I joke actually, there's so many fucking Rubik's cubes in my house. Like, my old man loves it. It's like, a, it's like, you know when somebody likes something, and then people are like, well, guess what you're getting every Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't know. Like, I might as well be like colorblind. I look at them like, oh, good. This is a cube. That's great. You're one of those dudes that peels the stickers off, <laughs> puts them back on. I like to think that it's uh, it's Occam's razor, isn't it? All outcomes being the same. What's the most <laughs> What's the most efficient way of getting there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, so you're not playing anything? Uh, no, I mean, I'm still playing Honkai Impact. Version 3.4 update came out today. Pretty, pretty sick. Pretty sick. You're like wincing, like, oh, yeah, cool. cool. It's a mobile game. <laughs> it's not real. Um, yeah, like, and the thing is as well, the games that I'm super stoked for right now is, like, I haven't picked it up yet, but the Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, that's a game that I have finished, like, a decade ago, so no I was way. like, can't wait to play this with slightly enhanced <laughs> graphics. Um, what are you playing, my dude? Uh, so I just re-finished for probably the seventh time Dishonored 2, and I've just, some hours ago, mm -hmm. got on Dishonored 1. Um I just love those games. Time Travel has not yet been invented. Yeah. They're my favourite games ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever. And they're not they're not massive games, but they're also not cult games. So like half half and half. Yeah, so you're like, I enjoy this slightly older game, but I'm not a hipster because a few people own a copy. That one, yeah. <laughs> I like I just love the the aesthetic, you know? It's like It feels like you're in an oil painting. Yeah, it's like a steampunk magic-y, Bioshock-y, guy with a mask-y kind of world. Yes. That's that's the premise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty but, much. Overview, what do you love about it? So it's, uh, I think it's by Bethesda, who are probably my favourite. Favourite game people. I think well, probably, probably definitely. definitely your favourite, yeah. Because um, I'm a nerd. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, I've never really played anything like it. It's not quite open world. But it's very, very free. Very free? Very free, yeah. It's not really on rails. Um, and I think my favourite thing about it is that you can kind of play it however you want. Like both both one and two. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many different ways to get to the ending. And when you get to the ending, it sort of depends on how you've played the game. Okay. Um, which for someone uh, with an imagination as ridiculous and wild as mine, is kind of like, oh, I made this happen! <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can like on no no storyline spoilers, but like Dishonored Two, you can play it as calmly or as violently as possible, yeah. as stealthily and as publicly as possible, mm -hmm. and you can also play as two different characters. Um, and even when you get to the ending, you can choose like just the the, the minor minorest of details, and each level, uh, each kind of area of the game has like a knock-on effect from the actions you've kind of taken in the in the previous levels. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I've pl I bought Dishonored One on on day of release just from the trailer uh, on Xbox 360. They then did a remastered version on Xbox One, which mm -hmm. I bought. <laughs> uh, I've played both of those probably three or four times, um, and then Dishonored Two came out, and uh, yeah, I played that as well. Um, pr uh, yeah, probably like 
probably six or seven run-throughs, and then I've just completed it again today. Cool. So, yeah, and I've never done that. I've never replayed a video game ever in my life. Yeah, like, it's just uh, one and done. Like, don't give a fuck. But. Yeah. Have you found because it's because it's like a choose your own ending like storybook? Have you have you found yourself landing on the same sorts of endings, or you've been deliberately trying to play it differently? Uh, half and half. So, um, so like this time round. I just wanted to speed run it as violently and as aggressively as yeah. possible. Like, I didn't want to mess around with the side missions. I didn't want to like uncover anything. I was just like, let's just see how horrendously I can play this game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's and it's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those games that you could probably play it over the course of like six months if you wanted to absolutely soak in everything, or you could have it done in like two hours yeah. if you wanted to just cane it. Yeah, um, you can either explore the world, or it's like I have an objective. Let me do that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely be the kind of game that you could like, like world record speed run. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to. I see the, my problem. I, th- I think it's one of the reasons why I can't set aside enough time for video games. Is Pokemon Red fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time you check a trash can and you find a, a potion in it, it's like, well, I better check everything, <laughs> which has been like every RPG I've picked up since. I'm like, oh. That appears to be a bookcase. Better make sure that, depending on the angle and the bit of the bookcase I'm looking at, there isn't any secret stuff. Like, yeah. 99 times out of 100, there is fuck all in that bookcase. Yeah. Except maybe some, like, flavour text that goes, Oh, this is exciting. It's a book <laughs> about the people in the region. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm in that sort of middle spot where I'm, like, I want to I wanna set si- time aside, but I can't because I know that I'm going to, like, want to explore the world. But equally, I want to explore the world, but I don't want to see all the flavour text for all the bits because if I want to know about the lore YouTube exists Um, so yeah I just yeah but like choose I was just thinking about the way like the the choose your own story stuff did you ever read any books like that have you got any so I had one and I couldn't tell you what it was called I'm pretty sure I had a dragon on the front oh my god was it about a a a card game and a dice game or something like that I have no idea okay go on you you tell your thing I remember being the worst at those books and I'm sure I'm assuming at the time I thought maybe it was just me I had a problem but I'm, I'm assuming everyone did this where if they they played the choose your own Choose your own adventure game. Yeah. And they got to the page they didn't want and then they went back. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was hundred percent me. I'm like, what? No, I didn't die. I was just checking this page. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I love those kind of games. Well, I love um because like real real world is out there. The, the real world is out there, so <laughs> I have I have heard about that. Yeah. Um and it's you know, it's tough enough and I don't really want realism from my video games. Yeah. Like you know, you you want it's escapism. As as yeah. ridiculous as it sounds, you kind of want to be able to just stare at the light up box for a few hours and just kind of not worry about anything. Yeah. Um. So if you can kind of become these characters, whether it's you know some monster swigging bro playing Call of Duty or whether it's a nerd like me playing Skyrim, um, because I'm cool and I yeah. like swords, um, yeah. I just wear the long hair and the beards. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I played WoW for a good few seconds, <laughs> and then WoW played you. It, I, yeah, no, like I'm not. I don't I'm, even know why. I think I got a job. I think that's why I stopped playing oh, WoW. Well, like, what a sellout! I like. I'm so glad that I didn't get past like the free trial because there is a there is a portion of my life that I can point to and be like, "What were you up to, RuneScape? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you spend that summer? Getting to level eighty. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, my brain's crashed a bit. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, you were talking about um, escapism. 
And I'm not I'm not gonna pretend that Modern Warfare 2 didn't fucking rip. That was like <laughs> gameplay wise, it was great. But I've never really understood the the battlefield, the modern warfare. They're like, hey, you can just play as as people in the real world, keep killing people in the real world. It's a bit like uh, can I go to space? Yeah. Please. That's no fun. Can yeah. I ride a dragon? Would yeah, that okay? if that's if that's cool. Like, if we're gonna do this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the closest I will come to like real world games is playing The Sims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where yes, okay, you have to you know stay alive and get a job, but in a fun, colourful way. Yeah. On um on Facebook, I've got like a uh, an author that added me through the MCM Comic Con group. Um, at that whole sentence takes a few turns. Um, <laughs> but she posted like a video from a few years ago from her like Sims gameplay. And it was some character that I think was supposed to represent her being proposed to by Starscream. Like a full like <laughs> Starscream model. It's like, this Sims really was a wild ride, wasn't it? <laughs> Amazing. I remember the, I think, was it Sims? Was it Rockstars? Popstars? All I, all I know is <coughs> I didn't give a shit about the Sims at all. Then until. I found, <laughs> until there was a bolt-on where you could meet Avril Lavigne in-game. I was like, well, obviously. Obviously I need that. It was, a, it was cheaper than a flight to Canada. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna. I'm backtracking a bit to that choose your own adventure thing. Uh, two things. One, I saw like the dopest uh, bookmark the other day, which was just a Final Fantasy style uh, pop up that just said, "Do you want to save your adventure so far?" Yes. As, as, yeah, I was like, That's yeah. awesome. And I think for a choose your own adventure book, that'll be that'll be really cool. But actually, the, the, like my first memory of a choose your own adventure um, book was a, Go- a Goosebumps book, which. Um, it was like some. It was like Jumanji, but with but with cards. Oh no, maybe maybe it was the case that the cards brought stuff into the real world. So it was Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> but there was a big dragon on the front. So that's why I was asking whether or not it was the same thing. I just remember being like, "This is amazing." The R.L. Stein is guiding my life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I didn't realize until until the movie. Like I always, obviously, the Goosebumps stuff, the Really Beware, and in the intro, you always saw R.L. Stein. But I assumed that that was just a like a pen name for a load of writers. I thought it was just Goosebumps was a brand, etc. Yeah. Et but it's one dude. Just one dude. It's just a dude. Um, I'm not sure if it's still just that one dude, but it was just an actual real a dude. Actual guy. Um, and he was apparently he was uh, writing stories, and he was it was never his intention to be writing horror uh, stories for kids, but he just did it as I can't, I can't remember the full story but basically he just he, he just fell in a position where I was like okay I'll put one of these out and then it went really really well yeah you heard, <laughs> you heard Goosebumps <laughs> yeah I, which I just think that's mad it, sort of we've, we've I know we've talked about it either in this episode or in the previous episode but <laughs> sort of like you just if you're doing the things that you want to be doing then you, your place in that world you might not realise what it's going to be until you just sort yeah. of fall into it and it's like ah oh, like I, f- I feel like if R.L. Stein set out to, to write the the most beautiful love <laughs> stories, or at least like intense fan fictions, then then it, it, it I mean it might be the best in the world, but it might have been the case that he sort of fell into the background. But specifically, like this is the thing I'm going to do. I've done it. Oh look, this is people are people are into it. I, I like that. I like that. Object. Total like, there's no real point to that. It's just something that I thought was really interesting. No, yeah, that is cool. I remember um, uh, watching an interview with the man, the myth, the legend, Terry Crews. The Terry Crews. The Terry Crews. Because um, Terry loves yoga. <laughs> yes. um, 
And he was saying that he didn't get into acting till kind of like recently in his life. Um, uh, maybe late 30s, maybe kind of just turning 40. Um, I think he was working security, I think. Yeah, on, yeah. yeah. I um, think, was he in Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he basically just said uh, he wanted to be... He, he was just around that world, and that was his kind of avenue in. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just sort of like, had that not happened... Like it's it's not like he was like oh man I'm gonna go to acting school and I'm gonna try and be uh, try and be like a Hollywood actor. He was just kind of he was just doing it. He was just doing as much as he possibly could to get yeah. to that thing. Um, I love I love the fact as well that as when he did get his break, he was playing he was playing the heavy. He was playing the big yeah. henchman bad guy, and and he just he d- he was getting frustrated with being typecast, which. I mean, in terms of uh, as as a uh, a comical actor, as a just an actor who also knows how to be funny, Terry Crews is outstanding. <laughs> I think if he was just a, a beautiful man with lots of muscles, we'd still appreciate him. <laughs> but but just his his comical timing and his ability to um, to offset his big strong exterior with his very fluffy inside. Um, I, he's, he's a genius but again it's that transition to the doorman job because he's big and strong gets the acting job because he's big and strong but actually pushes forward then like this is kind of what yeah, I want yeah. but this is exactly what I want and then goes for, oh, yeah yeah, he's a cool guy like, he, he strikes me as one of those people you, you know you just sort of see people in interviews and in their respective media and just like I really want to hang out with you. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I know it's going to be fun. Let's grab a milkshake, Terry Crews. Yeah. This is an open invite. Yeah. Terry Crews, if his agent's listening. <laughs> Podcast episode, I reckon 100. I reckon if we get get, get a campaign together, yes. if you guys kick off, is it is it change.org? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terry Crews for the Animus Podcast episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. We'll get banners up. Yeah, yeah. I... I believe in you guys. You can do this, please. <laughs> please. This is out of our hands now. This is, completely <laughs> this is all you. Um, what happened to the time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm not sure that the latter half of this actually really had any particular rhyme or reason, but I hope you enjoyed the the journey. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Our variety is good. Yes. I definitely had something better to say, but variety is super spicy. Super spicy, extra spice. <laughs> love that, love that. I think this is us for another week, then. I reckon so. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. It has been, it's been a ride. It's been good. Yeah. Hope you have a lovely week, like a really great one. I hope this week is like really. This is like one of those weeks you go, "Fuck, that was a great week." Yeah. I, I wish that for you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, catch you next week. Bye. Bye.